Welcome, this is Richard Wilson. If your seat backs and tray tables are not already in their full upright positions, it's too late. Brace for Impact is the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. As always, my name is Chris Beyer. My co-host is Jim Martin. And our guest tonight is a man by the name of Crocker Stevenson. He uh, works at the Milwaukee Journal, and I'm sure he's got a lot of interesting stories about that. Uh, welcome, Crocker. Hello. Well, we've got a lot of ground to cover. I think we're already behind, actually. I'm getting a little I worried. I think so, here. too, yeah. Yes, a lot of things we got to explore. I'm kind of concerned, actually, already that we're too far behind. Okay. Try and keep up, Jim. Okay, Crocker, sorry. can sorry. you keep up? It's, sorry. it's a bit I'll, hard already. Yeah, I'll work right. on it. Sometimes I get kind of hard on myself because I consider myself a professional, well, more of a paraprofessional podcaster. And that's a high compliment. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple things I want you to know. We are true freshman podcasters. We're not redshirt freshman podcasters. No, we're true freshmen. Yeah. 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 We didn't sit a year yeah. out. Yeah. We just, we just you weren't, weren't injured. Just jump right, right into in. the fire. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. This is actually, we've been doing this for about five months. Yeah. I, I mean, can we, tell. Right. Seasoned <laughs> rookies. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's been closer to about a it's, year. It's been like a year. I was just saying, yeah, we, we've really, we started recording last June. You know, oftentimes the first question I like to ask you, yes, is about their name. So, what is your name? It's Ronald Scott Crocker Stevenson, though that's not my birth name. I, my birth name was Ronald Scott Skorinsky. Okay. Well, so, this is, there's this tale behind this. All right. Okay. So, um, I'm from North Carolina. My mother died when I was 15. Her last name was Crocker. Betty Crocker. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> really? Betty Claire Crocker. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely. not the Betty Crocker, is it? Unfortunately, no. that would be amazing fact, if he just came into our studio here. Yeah, my no, mom was. She was a terrible, terrible cook. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was. She was absolutely horrible. She, she kind of grew up in an affluent family, and the um, and she had never cooked anything. And then she married my dad, Ron Skarinski, who had grown up in a Polish immigrant family. Um, my dad was in the army. He was in uh, stationed in St. Louis. He was studying optics. Was in a car accident and broke his jaw. His oh. jaw was wired shut. And my dad has this, like, grating Yankee upstate New York accent. No, oh, interesting. And my mother okay. had this, you know, just old South kind Your of South, right. vo uh, voice. Uh, but she couldn't hear him talk because his jaw was wired shut. And she was a candy striper at this hospital. She, she didn't know what he sounded like. Supposedly, and I'm not sure this is true, but this is the story, is that he asked her to marry her, marry him in a note. And she accepted and still had in not heard it. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in sign language. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, she had never heard his voice. And when they took the, unwired his jaw and he was able to talk, she's like, Oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. I mean, <laughs> what it, wasn't, have I done? It, it wasn't, it wasn't just his, his Catholicism. It wasn't just, he, he was an immigrant. It wasn't, it wasn't that he was a Yankee, but his voice was just so uh, extreme, <laughs> extremely awful. Oh, really? But, yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, yeah. Go back to the so, notes. So <laughs> anyway, that's Put the wire back on. <laughs> that's right. But so I grew up in North Carolina mostly. I went to law school. And I was going to practice law. I thought Skarinski was kind of a hard name to sell as an attorney. So I changed my name to Stevenson, which my father's father's name was Stephen, and then Crocker. My mother by that point had died, and so Crocker to honor my mom and Stevenson 
to honor my father's side of the family. And, I, and there are many people on my father's side of the family whose last name is either Stevens or Stevenson. Okay. I, I tell you, that's charisma. Wow. If you can work the ladies with the jaw wired shut. <laughs> no he kidding. was a rake. Yeah. Oh, that's... he was super handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was yeah. a fantastic note writer. That was, you know, that's what got no, him. No, you know, that's the yeah. thing is you look at these notes and you think, wow, what was he doing with his eyebrows while she was reading this? I mean, the, uh, they're terrible. I mean, he was, very, he was not only a bad speaker, he was, I, and I know that my dad's probably going to hear this, but he, he was pretty, he's still today, when he sends me a card, mm-hmm. I kind of understand what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but when he's talking, I have no idea what he's yeah. talking about. So, so, that's, How old is your dad? He's 86. 86. Okay. And he lives in Davidson, North Carolina. The town is mostly like a college town, coffee right. shops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He walks up and down the street, popping into places and just talking to people. Yeah. Nice. Endlessly. All the time. No one, no one has any idea what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I don't think he knows what he's saying. Yeah. I, I was down the, I was down there uh, just uh, about four weeks ago, but I went on one of his wild rampages down mm-hmm. uh, the center of Davidson. She's this 86 year old man. Dressed like an 86-year-old Southern man, you know, like the white pants, uh-huh. you know, just a little bit below the chest. Looks like Matlock. Right? Yes. Right. Well, no, 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 not that good. Okay. I he is going to listen to this, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I shouldn't say that. He's he's a, actually a snappy dresser. And then he has a girlfriend, Edie. She's great. Wonderful woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can I can make fun of my dad, but I can't make fun yeah. of you. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll edit this in such be, a way that it comes across this. lovingly. Right, <laughs> yes, right. right. No, no, and Edie is a, a wonderful person. Now, you work for the journal. We're going to talk about that a bit. But you're a master of the written word, and we like to think of ourselves as a master of the spoken word. <laughs> I, uh, I saw a... Uh, we like to think of ourselves that way. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Recently, I was surprised I heard a linguistic study said that 90% of communication is just 500 words. I think that's really, really something. I think really, really, really. I think, I think that's really something. <laughs> something's one of your 500. Right? One of your 500 it's, words is and, something. Yeah. And stuff. And stuff. And yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's something and stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I could go on. Well, you know, the uh, people say things over and over and over again, and of course, reporters do also. We write. It is there's like a newspaper sound that people have in their writing. I think is a pretty boring right. thing to listen to mm-hmm. um, or read. So I try not to write that way. Um, yeah, where did you go to college for journalism? I didn't study journalism. I, I was uh, well, I studied for literature. Next question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be short. Yeah. yeah. We just uh, caught up right there. Yeah, we're right, way behind. We're way behind now. Here now we are. we're Boom. caught up. Now <laughs> we got to stretch it out. Yeah. Well, I went to, I, I was going to be a Lutheran minister. So I, I went to uh, a little Lutheran college in North Carolina. And okay. then, um, I don't, I'm not, I don't really believe in God. So okay. that was a problem. It's going to be a problem being a minister. Not yeah. a terrible yeah. problem in Lutheran church. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, um, but a problem. So, um, then I went to graduate school at Wake Forest uh-huh. and I studied English. And then I went to law school at Carolina. At okay. Chapel Hill. I liked law school, but really despised practicing law. I clerked during the summer. Okay. It seems to be a common thread. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was going to be a Lutheran minister. Didn't believe in God. Yeah, I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Didn't really, I really like I hated the law. law. I liked studying law and I liked being in law school. I liked, uh, other students. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. 
And law school is not very hard at all. I mean, I, I, I never bought a textbook after my first semester. Really? The biggest thing, though, I learned in law school was just how smart some people are. I would hear people argue about stuff that I had no idea what what, what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but doing? they would get impassioned. Yeah. Sure. They would say, you, sir, are wrong. You yeah. are wrong, sir. Yeah. Or they bang the Commercial table, papers bang, bang. are not that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, the, and, you, and I'd be like... I don't even know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, I was going to be a trial lawyer. You don't have to really know much law. No. no. no you, your Honor, I implore you. Do you Objection. Need that Permission to treat the witness as hostile. Hostile is yeah. one of the yeah. 500 words you're going to need. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, so, you, so you didn't want to be a lawyer after After, after clerking during the summer. Yeah. I, I clerked for a criminal law firm. Liked it. I mean, I liked... Uh, the idea of it. But here's the big difference between law and journalism. If you're a trial lawyer and a journalist do almost exactly the same thing. They go out, they collect information, and then they present a story. Sure. The uh, lawyer is presenting a, a story to either the judge or more likely a jury. And so his obligation is not to lie, but to tell a, a version of the truth that is most flattering to his client. A journalist, on the other hand, same thing. You go out and you gather facts, put that together in a story. Mm -hmm. But your obligation is to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So to me, there's something a little bit insane about being a lawyer. Right. You're a better lawyer if you're able to deceive yourself about what you're talking about. And you come across as genuine as many of the best attorneys are. Sure. Passionately. Passionate. And yep. Yep. That's because they unhinge their, their themselves yeah. from reality. Yeah, but they have a different objective, right? And they have to serve the objective, which is their client. Yeah. And like you said, they have to ignore those parts of the story which don't fit as well and, uh, and emphasize those parts that will help their client. Yeah. That's my job as the editor of these podcasts. I tend to edit these podcasts. And once we get done with this podcast, I'm going to have to take what you've said and actually – have people think that you're interesting. It's going to be a difficult that's, that's right. job. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to take all those parts, those things that aren't interesting, out, and I'll be left with probably well, not, Now you know the hell that I live in because, <laughs> I mean, I talk to people like you all the time. <laughs> and I'm judged by how many clicks, how many people come to the story. And um, it's it's a tough job to make a uh, silk purse out of a sauce. I won't know? lie to you, and maybe I do this too much. Our venture here is zero profit. It's just for fun. Really? Yes. <laughs> At this point. You find that surprising? <laughs> I can't believe it when I see well, the quality see the, of the, this. the production. Oh, really? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, we've, we've been, I won't say begging, but we've been requesting donations for a couple of weeks now. I don't think we've actually received a dime. No. These no good, good for nothing <laughs> Freeloading listeners that we've got. That are, so that's our that's our yeah. readers. That's your readership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we do this for the love of it. We do it for the the art of it. I like putting together something that I think is listenable that uh, me and Jim can be proud of. We work together on this. But again, you talk about clicks. Once a day, I take a look at my numbers. I want to see how many people are actually listening to these things. Right. And when there's a day that there's 40 downloads as opposed to four, I get a shot of endorphin rush. You know, they're like, hey, people are actually paying attention to what we're doing. Yeah, that's we, nice. We should uh, we should 
mention that we're not opposed to people giving us money. No. It's just that no. at this point they haven't. No, I, so, uh, I, I mean, have a couple we, of dollars I'd be happy to we, leave. Well, if you just want to leave it on the table out. on your way out, that'd be great. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the cost of the microphone. That's but that's, that's the fun of journalism, too, though, mm -hmm. uh, is when you're confronting a chaotic situation. And to, on deadline, mold that into some coherent story. Mm -hmm. And so you work furiously to get all the information you can, and then you leave some time to write that story. Sure. And, um, and that's kind of what you do here. You, you fish around, ask questions, stuff like that. But the, it is a great feeling to me the next day when I look at that story and I see a coherent account of what was hours of chaos the night before. Right. In a similar vein, we will tape somebody for an hour. And I listened to it the first time. I'm thinking, this is terrible. Yeah. There's nothing here. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to be interested. And then, you know, I will sit down Craft and edit it, out certain down. things and move things around, get rid of about half of it. And then I listen to it and think, hey, that's not that bad. It's pretty it's good. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Have you ever uh, listened to a podcast and say, I, I have no memory of doing that? There, there are times when I go back and... It I don't remember what we talked about. I'll tell you the shocking thing for me is because I've begun to lose my vision, so I can't take notes any longer and right. read my notes. So the, what that requires me to do now is record my interviews, which I never did before. Hmm. And so when I started recording myself, I realized how often I interrupted the person that was talking. I'm I, not going to say anything from now on. Yeah, no, no, no I'm not. I wasn't. That wasn't a hint. <laughs> but a lot of times you ask questions looking for a response. Right. So here's like a terrible question. It would be like, so how did that feel? And then the person you're asking says, it felt like a, felt like, and then you say, misery. And they're like, misery. <laughs> misery, yeah. Right. And then you're like, I can't use that quote, can I? No, right. I, 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 just, I just made I, it. Yeah. I, I'm the one that said misery. I think that was the lawyer coming out yeah. in you. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. answered. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one of my 500 words. <laughs> the, um, uh, so then the transition from law to uh, journalism, when did that happen? Uh, so when I got out of law school, which was in 80, around 85. Now, did you actually complete law school? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I liked law school. Yeah. It's just law. The lawyer part. Yeah. yeah. It was just gross. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, and it was, I, I would be embarrassed sometimes. Yeah. I, I'll just say this. I've been, you know, we talked about money for the podcast. The first sponsor I'm looking at is Gruber Law. So I'm not sure if this is yeah. going to sell. Gruber Law. <laughs> Do you notice that he always says wreck? Correct. Have you been in a wreck? Yeah. It's a legal thing. He doesn't want to imply any kind of, was it an accident? If it was oh. an accident, who's who's responsible for that accident? Okay. Are you 100% responsible or 50% responsible? Doesn't want to bring up the concept of accident. David Gruber is a local attorney in Milwaukee, and he's known for his commercials, which are kind of eccentric. I was watching one the other day. What's with his head? Why does he, he always shakes his head, his head so much? Gruber Loft. Now, you can't see this. Maybe you can hear my shaking. Gruber Loft. But he's a, he's a tall... Yeah. yeah, lanky guy. Yeah, oh yeah. His head shakes because there's a lot. He's there's like, a lot of person there to keep it's true organized. It's like a human bobblehead. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen him in the courthouse ever. You've been to the courthouse a number of times, and he's never uh, yeah, yeah, I've been to the okay. courthouse. At one point, I was at the courthouse virtually every single day for about five years. I've never seen him there. I'm assuming really? he's just the figurehead 
or the bobblehead. The bobblehead. Uh, <laughs> he just, you know, he's just, the, he's, he's the man behind the curtain. Yeah. The, in civil law, which is what he does, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to go to court. Once you're in court, you're losing money. It's, yeah. oh, it's yeah. you want to stay out of court. You yeah. to so lot I think of, it uh, might be a sign of what a good lawyer is that okay. you never see him in court. Right. Just a lot of, uh, deals made yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll settle this out of court. That's yeah. another one I use as a lawyer. How about we settle this out of court? Yeah. I did the one time sit on a jury, which, oh. you know, normally if when you're impaneling a jury, that's an art. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, I think, hold on. I'll just say this. Impaneling is not one of the 500 words. That's no. the most common word. I don't think nope. that is. And you don't want a lawyer or a journalist on right. your, on there because, right. first of all, and journalists. Both. And then what are they doing? I couldn't. And it was a civil case. Whoa. Okay. Right, to deliberate, which I, I mean, I was the foreman. So I, this was a wreck. It was a wreck. Okay. It was a car wreck. Yeah. So, uh, so you went back there and it was like 12 angry men where you just, where you grabbing people by the lapels. And I so. went out and investigated on my own. Oh, no. That's what happens to 12 angry men. (laughs) You know, the police tried. They did their best. But I'm going to solve this. We'll figure this out. Crack the case. Yeah. So so being this journalism person on the jury, did you feel the the need to take over the... the... Yeah. I I didn't feel the need to, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, because you don't want to sit there all day. So It's true. Yeah, so you kind of keep everybody in line. You say, "Look, here are the here's the issue. We're out of there in ten minutes. Boom, nice. Out. Yeah, fastest jury deliberations ever. Yeah, was that or uh, O.J. Simpson? I think O.J. Simpson was like five minutes. O.J. It was quick. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, yeah it was quick. what was the glove? Yeah, I was at Mr. Perkins Family Restaurant, which is on Atkinson. Watched it there, um, and that's an African American restaurant. They're one of our sponsors. Great people. Yeah. Mr. Perkins, fantastic. Mrs. Perkins, fantastic. They're now on your sponsors. <laughs> they might be now. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're great people. And oh, the, yeah. They're our sponsors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the joy in that restaurant was astounding. And I thought, wow, I, I'm, I'm surprised at that verdict. And I was, I thought it was a, a travesty. Mm-hmm. And, um, got back to the newsroom, started, people start calling and, you know, in their notes and stuff like that. It was clear. Never had race in the United States been clearer to me than as I was writing that story and wrote and was able to write as my lead. It was like two different worlds responding mm-hmm. to the verdict. Yeah, huh. that was really something. So you've been at the journal for how long? 32 years. What are some of the most interesting stories that you've covered? The story that probably I covered this had the most impact on me um, was I was a witness to Timothy McVeigh's execution. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And so I was one of 10 media witnesses. It was just the whole procedure was bizarre. He was the first person executed by the federal government since 1964. As opposed Mm -hmm. to state governments. Yeah. Right. Right. Texas has been knocking them off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You just look like a criminal. uh, This was in Oklahoma where it happened, right? Right. But the trial took place in Denver. And the execution took place in um, Terre Haute, uh, Indiana. Indiana, right? Oh, okay. So, why were so few people chosen, and why were you one of them? Well, so there's a so that's the only federal penitentiary that still has a death chamber. So that's why it was Terre Haute. Okay. So there were about three thousand journalists there. Um, so we decided there would be two people from the local media from Oklahoma City, 
And then there would be a wire service, like the Associated Press, the United Press. So that it finally came down to like there were four spots for the rest of the 3,000 of us. Okay. And so we thought, well, how are we going to do this? Right. And um, mm-hmm. so so what we decided is to just to cast lots. Um, I am, I was at Oklahoma City after the explosion and interviewed people whose children had been killed, who had been uh, sliced to pieces by glass, um, who had, I mean, it was horrific. I'd, I'd stood, uh, you know, two blocks from the federal building watching firefighters in the morning march down the, the street to go look for, for survivors that weren't there mm-hmm. and watch them come back in the evening covered with dust, coughing, uh, finding no one. It was very, very wow. sad. Yeah. Horrific place, and one of the, the looked at the the federal building at night had all these lights on it, mm-hmm. and you had all this uh, steelwork and stuff like that hanging off the ragged front of the building, and then at night it just that steel and that and the rebarb and stuff like there was just illuminate from the lights on it. It was just yeah. so surreal Eerie. and spectacular. Yeah, and so um, and so I had very strong feelings about Timothy McVeigh. So I wanted to be a witness to the execution because it was an historic event. You were there at the beginning and then you were there at the end. Yeah, but I'm really just personally find killing people horrible. You got to go yeah. out on that limb? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, even killing uh, Timothy McVeigh. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. right. Just in, Which is questionable. Right. I mean, I, right. I, I'd written a piece... A few days before the execution, about what what a horrible, horrible thing this had been. Right. But anyway, so um, so we chose lots at four in the morning. Uh, the the execution took place at seven in the morning. At four in the morning, we met at this building on the federal penitentiary grounds. The reporters that were able to get up, so they had knocked it down to about three hundred, mm-hmm. and um, chose lots. And I got one of the spots, and I immediately threw up. There were two newspaper spots. Two television spots, two newspaper spots, and I immediately threw up. I just, and then I called my wife and said, don't let the kids watch TV tomorrow morning. I don't want them to watch me on TV talking about this execution. And sure. I was just horrifying. And then yeah. you, um, and then, uh, they put us on a bus and drove into the center of the, of the prison yard. And then we waited for the execution to be, to start. And, um, uh, Shepard Smith was on the bus. Right. And I was thinking, Shepard Smith, oh man, that guy. And, um, and yet. <laughs> you and, loved but, him. Yeah. He's a great guy. Anyway, I didn't know anything <laughs> about him, but I was just thinking, oh, you know, here we got this network guy. He's going right. to, and he, he turns around and he says, okay, listen, I just want to say this. This is not about you. Don't get up there and say it was horrible. I feel this way or that. This is not, this is an historic moment. This isn't about you. And he was right on the money. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, he was excellent. So we go into this little room. The execution chamber is in the center, and there are uh, several rooms with glass windows facing the execution chamber. And there's uh, one for the media, one for federal government, one for the witnesses, and one for the uh, victims, families. And then, but there were ten people from Oklahoma City that were there, and and there's just this drape. There's seats, but nobody's sitting. We're all at the window right. with our nose pressed against the window. Yeah. And, and so then the drape pulls apart like theater, like, right. like this is a show. There's Timothy McVeigh on a gurney, arms strapped in, and he pulled against his, the straps. Right. 
and looked towards the journalism window and looked at each one of us. Wow. So we were So he could see you, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't like a two-way mirror or whatever. We were expecting, we yeah, like, boy, talk about feeling like a vulture. And so he met each person's face. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to the reporters talking about, that was chilling. And um, yeah. And so, but you're, you you slip into this mode where you're no longer like human. You're mm-hmm. a journalist there. You know, you right. got to like, you know, where's the warden standing? Where's the doctor standing? And which tube filled up with what color fluid first right. and that kind of stuff. Just, you know, taking down all these notes. And then like, like there was this one moment where just me came back in mm-hmm. and I almost threw up again, which would have been horrible. Yeah, right. But, the, <laughs> um, but the sadness of, of the moment to me of, of for the other nine of us right to be there in the window to be the eyes of the, the other everyone yeah. right we were going to go back and tell our stories and um it was sickening but part of the point in the story is that i was so worried that i would be selected to do this that i didn't sleep the night before we did the selection, then it sleep the night of. So I had gone like 48 hours without any sleep. Oh, I was man. writing my story. And that'll um, mess with your head too a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. it's very emotional. Yeah. Right. Why did you rip up the ticket and then they call the say, number? I was going to say, did you, you couldn't opt out of this? <laughs> no, I didn't want to. Oh, yeah. okay. Because oh, you, did, you, you so didn't were, want to okay. be there and you wanted to be there. Sure. Right. I mean, sense. I as a human being didn't want to be there. I as, right. a, as a journalist yeah. didn't want to miss that. And right. especially like you said, because you were there the day after. It's almost, a, I would think, a sense of completion of the whole event. Yeah, you know how people talk about completion, the sense of, of closure. Um, closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think non-closure may be healthy, and closure might be a little bit too much sometimes. If it's if a story is all locked up at the end, mm-hmm. it's just such an object in your head. Right. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like it's like the rock of Gibraltar. It's not going to change much. Mm-hmm. It's there. That story's all locked up. Whereas if there were loose ends in the story, this, it remains a little bit vague in your head. The whole experience left you just as sure of your convictions. Yeah, I, I don't think we should kill people. Yeah. I, you know what I think ought to maybe be the way to go is uh, allow the people who suffered mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City right. to kill him. Like have put him in, a, in an arena. Yeah. Arm them with swords and knives and screwdrivers. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> screwdrivers yeah, right. and, and hammers. <laughs> I mean, then then I get that. I yeah. see that. But to pretend we're civilized people, we kill people. You know, Nietzsche once said that the problem with today is not the violence, but it's that the violence isn't. There's not enough blood in it. We're not splattered by the blood. Yeah. And mm. I think that that was the problem with Timothy McVeigh's execution is that it's no one got clean. splattered. Yeah, Oklahoma City was a bloody mess. Yeah. His execution was a visit to the hospital. I think we right. got to get Nietzsche in here. I yeah. think we'll call him. I think he's ne- well, I thought he's next week. He I've been misquoted. Well, with that, let's wrap up the first half, and we will come back for the second half. Okay. Welcome back to the second part of our podcast with Crocker Stevenson today. I'm Jim Martin, along with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Crocker Stevenson... Reporter with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone into formal mode, formal I- yeah, interview mode. We got mode. a second member of the media. We just mentioned to him that we had Mitch Tyke on from WWM. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your title at the journal? I don't know. A columnist, I columnist. guess. Yeah. Okay. 
Right. And you're getting to be maybe one of the more senior ones there. We call ourselves legacy reporters. Legacy. I prefer legacy. Okay. Legacy. Yeah. I like that. This, or uh, this, retro. Retro. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> feels yeah. that way too. Yeah. Well, um, one topic I want to talk about was your vision, yeah. right? So you had these vision changes. What happened? You know, I, it's probably been happening for a while. Okay. Like I thought maybe I was developing Alzheimer's or something because I'd be like someplace and I wouldn't like recognize it. Okay. Uh, I remember one night in particular, I was driving home and I thought, I know exactly where I am, but I don't recognize any of these buildings around me. I, I had a, a test to mm. see if I, you know, yeah, that's a giraffe. So I was okay. I could tell the giraffe from the elephant. Okay. Here. And then a couple weeks later, my eyes checked. I could barely read the eye chart. Oh, wow. And um, over the next couple of weeks, it just really dropped. Yeah. So that was about two years ago. First, I just thought, well, I'll just work reading glasses. And, but now it's gotten to a point where I, I don't drive any longer. You know, I get lost. A little while ago, I was talking to my editor and he was saying, so are you, you sure you're okay? And I said, yeah. And then I turned around and walked right into a bunch of aluminum cans <laughs> oh, no. flying all over the <laughs> desert. Crack, yeah, fine. Couldn't have been fine. worse. Yeah. yeah. Is there a name for this thing? No. This condition? They don't have a name for it. I have, there are like three people at the Eye Institute with what I got. And it's kind of like macular degeneration, except that it didn't start in the macula. And so now I get these shots in my eye every two weeks to sort of. What? Yeah. That doesn't sound really. Oh, it's horrible. Okay. And, and so actually, I, even though I have more area that I can't see right now, I actually see a little bit better than I did even a year ago. Those injections are to treat it and make it better. They can't stop the degeneration. Okay. Okay. They uh, they numb you up before these shots. They give you a shot to numb you up. In your eye. Yeah, Yeah. right. That's what I mean. So So then they. I want a shot for the shot then or something. Yeah, I know. And it's very counterintuitive to have somebody stick a needle in your eye. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt. They say, okay, look over in that corner there and don't move your eye. What is going on? And then you see this thing coming towards your (laughs) eye. I know that's the needle. I can see you. How the hell do you hold still for that? Yeah, that's. It's like the right. surgeons in the Civil War. You wanted one that was fast. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. the surgery was going to be they're going to saw something off. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not pleasant. Jeez. Yeah. And, and then you like can't see for a day. And it's every two weeks? Yes. That's going to be something to psych yourself up for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, when I get sure. a haircut, I get worried. i got to psych myself up for that. Right, right. He's coming well, at me with the scissors. Yeah. I, I would, see him out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. <laughs> so uh, I have some sinus issues. And I went today to my uh, ENT. This always has to and, be about Jim. Right, just, exactly. Yeah, bring it right back this. to me. Bring it right back to me. But it's the only thing that I have that might be relatable and maybe it'll all we'll get cut out. So <laughs> we'll see. So, eye hard, the, that's a high bar. Go it, it is. Yeah. It is. But uh, my ENT, she wanted to look inside my sinuses. She takes this metal probe mm-hmm. that was about, what, eight inches long? Yeah. And she says, okay, now lean back. She's like, okay, now don't make any quick movements. Oh, I know. <laughs> slides, <laughs> it, slides it straight down, down, down. And I'm just picturing like, she's going to stab my brain or like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you here. could have so, gotten a lobotomy. Right, exactly. Instantly. You have a large so, nose. I do have a large nose. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but, like, so no, that's why she needed, first. I think she needed, uh, <laughs> she needed the extra large probe. But you know what they say about guys with large noses. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you yeah, smell real well. It's all good down there. <laughs> that's, that's right. all I can that's say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've had to change the way you work, obviously, because of this. Yeah. And so it involves a lot of large print stuff. And The paper has been great. And so is the state of Wisconsin. I um, go to Vision Forward for um, 
to learn how to use a cane and okay. um, and use technology, adaptive technology, and um, and then the Department of Vocational Rehabilitation of the state is willing to pay for whatever equipment the people at Vision Forward decide would be helpful to me. So at work, besides the paper having provided an enormous screen for me to work on and a keyboard. I mean, it looked like a little baby. Is it like a Fisher Price keyboard? It is. It's, it's black and yellow. The keys are bright <laughs> yellow. It really looks like a child's keyboard. Uh -huh. And um, and then I, I have an iPad. And an iPad is great. I mean, an iPad is like an amazing device. Sure. My phone is an amazing device for getting right. around. Think about how great it is that you're living now as opposed to 40 years ago, right? Even, I know. even 10. Yeah. Or 15 years ago. I mean, they didn't voice to text and text to speech and all that. That's in depth. So, so all that's there to augment my, oh, uh, yeah. how I report. Right. And, um, and so not being able to see has been a big change for me. Sure. And, um, learning how to see in other ways, which still remains kind of a metaphor to me more than a right. reality, but it's been an interesting transition. So I started this column as a result of, of losing my vision. I started this column, Better Angels. Because one of the things that I encounter all the time are people who are trying to help me. Mm -hmm. And I've just been amazed at mm -hmm. how, the way in which people go out of their way to, to be helpful. I was on the bus today and um, there was a group of people from Asia someplace. They were lost and they were getting off near UWM. And the bus driver got out of the bus, you know, looked at their map and showed them how to orient it and, you know, showed them where they were going and then got back on the bus. You know, it was not a problem for yeah, anyone on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just moved it. along. And I, I mean, riding the bus is a great, great event. To our naked eye, you don't appear to be vision impaired. You, yeah. And so is that, um, helpful or a hindrance or anything? It's a hindrance because people overestimate what I can see. Okay. Because like I, I look. Fingers? Um, am I holding up? One. Two. Two. I was are just curious. Are you curious. really holding up two? Yeah, I'm holding up two. Because yeah. we're about it's the, it's six the, feet away or something yeah, like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, walking down the street. You know, uh, you Bicyclists are, are – because because I'm, I walk like I can see. And okay. I, um, yeah. my, even though the people at Vision Forward are saying you need to carry a cane, yeah. but it's more to let other people know that I can't see. Uh -huh. It's a warning to other people. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the bottom of canes, it can be a red stripe or a yellow stripe. One means you're, you're stone blind. You can't see anything. And the other means you're partially blind. Do but you have I've never heard of yellow. Do you have, yeah, a I have a cane? Yeah. And it's yellow on What the color bottom? is it? You can't see uh, it. He doesn't know. It, I don't think it has a color. <laughs> on it. it doesn't have a color. When it comes to blind people's canes, I don't see color. I, good point. That's, that's, good point. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, red, yellow. Right. I think we're all yeah. in this together. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's I, I definitely don't see color. Yeah. So I. Um. And also, when I talk to people, um, being from the south, I always look at people in the eye. Sure. But I can kind of see your eye. Okay. And uh, I've got two, by the way. Start, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a oh, cyclops. Yeah, really, I, I see I, that one. In I, I can I can <laughs> attest to the fact that you have one eye. Okay. <laughs> At least you don't want to go on a limb. And say, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say something yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah right, right. right. Um, it's, it's a journalist. journalist. <laughs> yeah, you take all the information, compile it. I was actually I was writing a story just a couple of weeks ago in which there was a child who had had an eye removed. I couldn't see that this child had had an eye removed. It led to some awkward questions because I was like, so what's wrong with your child? 
Well, she's had her eye removed. <laughs> right. She has. Oh, well, you see, really? I can't see very well. Yeah, right. Well. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? You can't see very well. My <laughs> child's in a... Yeah, oh, right. that's real funny, guy. Yeah, right. No, it didn't go the right <laughs> no, no, way. No, no, I really can't see Yeah, so, um, yeah, so people assume that I see more than I, I can. Yep. Right. And I'll say this. I mean, I do. I mean, the way you're yeah. looking at me in a gym... To me, uh, you know, I think, well, this guy seems to be tracking everything just fine. I, yep. I would assume that you're sighted. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me as a journalist mm-hmm. has been not being able to see what I write. Sure. But like I used to write with with Apple computer. Okay. And then I print my stuff out and read it on paper and read it out loud then. And I had this like ritual. Right. That is now all gone. Sure. So now on your computer... When you type something in, you said you had a big screen, mm-hmm. uh, and can you read that, or does yeah. it does it actually uh, read it back to you, like text to speech kind of thing? I've done the text to speech thing, and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound right. Okay, I have to I have to read it in my head, or Jeannie, my wife, will read it, and she's like a perfect reader for oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of entertainment is very visual, obviously TVs, and yeah, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Absolutely. Have you transitioned into a lot of audio books and things like that? Audio books, yeah, I love audio books. I'll go to libraries still. Do you go to libraries? They have stuff at the library for, uh, you know, audiobooks or do you get them through? I just teams? download them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm old fashioned media guy. I go to libraries still and get movies. Love and- the library. Well, if you go in the library on, on the East Side Library, mm-hmm. there are almost no books. Maybe you can't see them. Yeah, maybe I can't see them. <laughs> 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 too easy. Make fun of the guy that can't see. I was going to warn you about this before know, we started the show. No, no, it's really okay. Jim's kind of an a-hole about this kind of stuff. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. Stop making yeah. those faces at yeah. him, Jim, all right? I know he, he can't, can't see, see you. Me. Yeah, you know, he has been making faces. Yeah, yeah. when I said, you know, I held up a number of fingers, he held up the finger. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy I know, he went to see a movie, mm-hmm. and he thought he was going to go see. This was back in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. He was going to go see Canine Cop. It was mm-hmm. like Jim oh, Belushi okay. and a dog. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And he got confused, and he walked in the theater that was showing K nineteen, the movie about the submarines. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's watching the movie. He's telling me later, I kept waiting for them to bring the dog in. <laughs> And it took him Why about two hours before he realized that this was not the right movie. <laughs> what a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> he said it was a really good movie. Yeah, so right, I right. kept waiting for the dog. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, a movie screen is impossible to see because it's too much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeannie and I went to see the, the movie about the creature, and the woman falls in love with him last oh, year. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They had the heaviness of oh, water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know which one. The, yeah, it, it was a woman... <laughs> Set in the 50s, and she falls in love with a Creature monster. from the Black Lagoon. That's yeah, right, it's, yeah. Uh, it's right. based on Jim's, uh, him and his wife. Right, so anyway, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. one is which? Because <laughs> yeah, the creature really has no genitalia. Well, let's not ruin the story. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right. So you went to see But it does. <laughs> that's, that's one of the revelations of the movie. Sounds like a great film. Yeah, yeah. I haven't right. seen it. So you went to it. see this film, and it was... <laughs> completely couldn't see a damn thing. Maybe the creature did have genitalia. <laughs> maybe this has been a boon for you because all these chick flicks you've been forced to go to now you can just kind of be off in your own world you yes, have to watch now, now I get to Mamma Mia again or now whatever. I can just listen to the score yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> oh, yeah. well yeah. I rented and this is also a problem with just seeing like if you're at the library and you're seeing just the binding sure. of the movie and you think you've rented a movie and you bring it home right. and there I had I don't know if this is going to go <laughs> there I had Shaping Ryan's privates 
<laughs> Whoops. What library were you at? Right. The East Side Library. <laughs> they had porn at the library. That wasn't porn, really. It was. It was. A, it was more of a medical thing. Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, speaking of shaving Ryan's privates. Yeah. I don't know what this is rated here, but when I had a vasectomy, you get shaved for this. Right. And um, and so this woman's job at my doctor's office is to do that. Um, Living the dream, or I don't know. Not, I don't I'm know. not sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they don't shave any more than they have to. Right. So, okay. so it's like 50%. Right. And, but as I was being shaved, yeah. the song Butterfly Kisses came on. <laughs> 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 it totally ruined that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it might make it more touching, actually. Yeah, right, right. I, yeah. yeah. It was. And what I, do they do with playing music? They're going to wreck a song for you. No matter what it is, something they're going to I'm gonna glad wreck it was it. Butterfly Kisses. Yeah. And not like In a God of Devita or something. But the, <laughs> Free but, Bird. And also, you know, it's kind of like, what do you say to this person who's who's doing this work? She right. understands this is a, j- a delicate moment and that you don't need to comment on it. Right. But you, it's so hard not right. to. How are things going down there? What's, <laughs> what do you think? So? So? I mean, are you just not going to say a thing? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But you can't, you really can't do that. Even before the Me Too, I had enough sense not to say. Sure. I was, say, yeah. I, but I literally clenched my jaw to keep yeah. myself from right. chatting Some, up something. this person. Right. How's it hanging? <laughs> yeah. Right. You must be having a ball down. Yeah. <laughs> you right. could, uh, you right. could, uh, how about doing it before you show up there? Just say, hey, look, I, I, I came. Yeah. This was before shorn. those, that, yeah. that was before that day. Before, before that trend? Yeah. Yeah. This was. <laughs> She she might be a little angry though. Why did she do my job? You, know, you mean oh she would be insulted if you, that I if did you had this. done it before? Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah but showed, say, no, yeah. it was a total surprise. I mean, all of a sudden, like, yeah, half of me is shaved. Don't worry about it. I got it. She pulled yeah. out a barbersol can out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Here? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, this is about to go weird. Right, right. And while you're at it, let's just take care of the whole thing. I don't want half and half. You know, I know that's a so bad I, look. But if you have taken down your pants. And somebody pulls out a can of Barbasol. You're like, that better not be menthol. <laughs> you know, if you show up cleanly shaven, you drop your drawers. She's like, you're killing me. I got a family. I got a family feed. to feed here. Yeah. 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 Right. Thanks yeah. a lot. What are you doing showing up with this uh, the smooth scrotum? Right. You're exactly. killing me. Right. Yeah. You're killing me here. Right. Yeah. No. But I had no idea it was going to happen. No. Or I would have thought about that. I think the biggest mistake mm. is probably going back three weeks later and asking for it again. Did that, that, that? Can is, you get the that, other that, side? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's ten dollars in it for you if <laughs> right. you can get the other side. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to feed your family. You know. I mean, it's, yeah, right. a, it's a whole new uh, meaning to five o'clock shadow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. It's good. This is so itchy. Yeah. Right. Oh. I, I've. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah. that I've heard it. Yeah. Itchy. I, mean, it, I looked like I, I. had a mad crush on this girl in high school, Hassie Blind. The, oh, not oh, this God. girl. Okay. Thank this girl God. in yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. This girl in high school. Right. Right. No. No. But. I shaved before I went out with her. I didn't never really shave my face before. Okay, but that, I'm glad uh, you said face. Go yeah, ahead. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd taken off my chest hair before, but never. Oh, sure, face. never face. Uh, so, but, but I was so excited about going out with Hassie. They shaved off one of my eyebrows. Oh, it like, <laughs> oh, it was an electric shaver. You I was practice more caution. You just, uh, <laughs> just accidentally shave off your eyebrows. Two of them. Right or not a surgeon? I mean, wow. it was, yeah. uh, I mean, oh, I mean, it was noticeable. So I showed up at my date with with one and a half eyebrows. Wow! Yeah, 
Yikes. How did it go? Yeah, uh, the same way it went when I got home from my vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> did, she, did she ever mention it? Yes. She did she, say, she, what happened she, to your eyebrow? She got yes. a, uh, you got a little thing here. Uh, something going on. No, she <laughs> said, what happened to your eyebrow? <laughs> I said, I shaved it off. <laughs> For you, baby. <laughs> and she said, she said, really? And I said, yeah, I was really, I'm really nervous. I was really nervous about seeing you, so I... And then she's like, oh. I was going to say that might yeah. be endearing. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. She still yeah. doesn't have a oh, second that's day, cute, but, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a two-eyebrowed guy waiting for me. And then he pulls out a can of Barbasol. <laughs> <laughs> she's like. <laughs> yeah. Now what's going on here? <laughs> Before I came down here uh, and we started the podcast, I grabbed a uh, a smoothie. Are you guys in the, uh, the smoothie? Are you still talking about pussy? <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> See, that should be in. So to speak. Yeah, that, that should, should be in. Right, right. Oh, it can't oh, be. can't be. You can't use it, yeah. but that's good. Yeah. That's good. I got to give it up. Yeah, uh, right. That's good. 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 That's You could blank the final word there. <laughs> Grab yeah. a smoothie. Yeah, that was. Well, you know what? That, that could transition from the vasectomy. That, well, we're not putting yeah. the vasectomy in either, yeah. probably. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see how much gets in. Before you guys got here, uh, I grabbed a, a smoothie. I made a, a smoothie before I came down here. Are you guys making smoothies these days? Uh, Fruit smoothies. I, yeah, right. I, I um, Harper likes smoothies a lot. My wife likes uh, smoothies a lot. Are we speaking code? <laughs> <laughs> I came out here and you asked me if I enjoy smoothies. I, I will say this because this is probably staying in. He's referencing something that's been cut out and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> right. But I want to give him a thumbs up. I'll give him another yeah. clap. Yeah. He's come up with some good things that we've had to cut out. But, but no, this is not referencing to anything. But so let me get this straight. We're doing a podcast here. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you wrote down some questions. Yes. And one of them is, do you enjoy <laughs> do you like smoothies? smoothies? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you came up with that question. Yeah. yeah. Wait until we start talking about your because shoes. Because it's going yeah. to transition into something okay. else. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. That's okay. the idea. That, okay. That, that All right. I, so I drink them, but I don't necessarily make them. Okay. What about right. you? What do you guys eat fruit and whole, or do you, do you put it in the blender? Or what do you do with the fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I, never had this conversation I, I, uh, with an adult man before. <laughs> it, at the risk of getting a little more racy uh, or, or not, but I, I do eat a banana every morning for breakfast. I have uh, a banana so, every morning, yeah. bl banana, blueberries, and okay. Cheerios. For oh, there you go. Well, anyway, I, I bring this up because I was going to say. There's got to be a reason because yeah, you wouldn't just ask someone, there's do you be, enjoy I'm a saying smoothie? there's certain fruit combos that work. Strawberry yeah. banana. That is like the Lennon and McCartney of fruit combinations. I mean, Interesting. I don't like their solo work. Strawberry, like strawberry soda. Don't like it. Banana strawberry ice soda. cream. But together, they do something. Yeah, it's like Chip and Dale. But yeah. You wouldn't yeah. want to have one chipmunk. You'd want both chipmunks. You there. have to have both chipmunks, right? Yeah. You know, can I just say... <laughs> Tom and Jerry, this you is just have the mouse, it's not funny. <laughs> right, right. It's taking a turn. <laughs> But I can just, if I can just make a point about the Three Stooges. All right. And that is, is that th after Curly, there's no, no funny guy ever took Curly's place. Yeah. Curly, you're right. I mean, there is, it's like, Terrible. do you ever remember watching, um, the Flintstones when you were a kid and also mm -hmm. there'd be a different voice on Fred? Fry, remember the, when yeah. Fred's voice changed? Uh -huh. Yeah. That was, yeah. Not, I, I couldn't buy that. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this before, but <clears throat> soap operas. Is I, where they change the character and you're yeah. like, who the heck is this guy? 
And all of a sudden, they would stop the soap opera, like, right at the beginning and say the part of this is now being played by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? You can't do that. Yeah, I know. You can't just change. Well, what about the right. witch when... Bewitched? Yeah. Yeah, when Darren... Darren? Yeah, There are two Darrens. But they look very much alike. No, they don't no, look... They at, no, you see... You're, this you, is you a little before see. your time. What are you talking... Who are you talking I had a cute <laughs> vision then. My vision I, was what? acute, sir. I think that that was the first sign that yeah. something was going around because those guys look pretty close. No, they were... No, they were I, nothing I, alike. I don't, di- I don't think so. Dick Sargent and Dick York. There we go. Yeah. Right. Sergeant York. There you go. I never watched that show, but I, I know of this controversy. Yeah. yeah. What but, were you watching if you weren't watching Bewitched? Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Oh, you guys Brady are Bunch. way younger. No, than no, me. I uh, <laughs> I was watching Beverly Hills 90210. That was my thing when I was five years old. Yeah. <laughs> sure. How about when when they replaced Captain Kangaroo? Captain Kangaroo had died, and then they had this like young guy come out playing Captain Kangaroo with oh, bright orange that. hair. Aren't we going to talk about really? smoothies? I, I, I thought that's that. what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kangaroo, vague memories. Maybe yeah. just I, I that didn't happen. Oh, it there didn't a, happen. The oh, captain oh, stayed. The captain. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Mid seventies. I don't. Again, I that was the show I watched. That was uh, was it early seventies. I was watching that in, in the sixties. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know that. I, I, I watched that pre Kennedy assassination. Wow. That's how old that is. I, I wasn't around for that, uh, but maybe I was watching reruns and didn't realize it. Yeah. They were probably pulling that on kids. <sighs> Sons of bitches. Watching Always. The Kennedy assassination. This is a rerun. Yeah, right. Wait, Wait not this. this. Yeah, no, this, this is again. Bobby. Yeah. Don't you get it? <laughs> Different Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> how many brothers are in that family? Right, yeah, come on. This is a podcast for assassination the, humor. The part yeah. of John Kennedy is now being played by Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, his family. We're, we're that, who's we're the guy that went today. down in the uh, the plane? Who was that? That was uh, John Keith Jr. Jr. John Jr. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I remember that day. That was that was weird. That how was about, really weird. How day. about this this guy that stole the plane in yes. Seattle Tacoma? And they're like, he's doing all sorts of dangerous maneuvers. I'm thinking he's doing great maneuvers. <laughs> this guy, he, he was flying it upside down. <laughs> the guy's like, he just did a loop to loop, and he like skims the water and comes up and like, like he's doing that? dangerous maneuvers. He's doing cool maneuvers. <laughs> cool, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not dangerous maneuvers yeah. if you're trying to commit suicide. Yeah, they're in accord with what you're attempting <laughs> right. to do. He did it over the over the water. Yeah, right? and then you know he was so nice on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, I just got some screws loose. I guess right. I'm just, That's just, I got some screws. Trying to hurt anybody, especially today. Yeah, right. Especially today, <laughs> especially just we're today. out the deep end. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. Yikes. If you're a psychologist, you're like he seems normal to me. Even on I the didn't radio. see that. Coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, a psychiatrist yeah. or a psychologist. Yeah, and he he weighed all his options. Like, boy, if I land. <laughs> They're going to be all over me. I don't want that. Right. What the heck? So the, one of the worst things he did probably was start a little forest fire on that abandoned island, aside from killing himself, which is terrible. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, I mean, it's right. terrible. Yeah. But that seemed to have a little joy de vivre. So maybe if I can tie this all up, you would have Sweeties? rather had Tim McVeigh ride a plane like this into the sunset than opposed to what happened to him. No. <laughs> what if they just put him on a plane and they just made him fly until he ran out of fuel and crashed? No. No, that's, 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 that's I don't know. Crazy I don't know. Idea. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, that, where this is going yeah, either. He's not but, buying this. I was no. hoping he was going to go for this, yeah, but he's no, not buying no. this. No. no. Let's, let's do one thing that we often do. Yes. Which is we've got theme music. 
And yep. we count out the music, and then Jim in post production will put it in. Put the music in. And so we'll do it here. We'll count down to three, two, one, and we'll do it. All right, here we what? go. All together. Pay attention. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. It's like you're asking me about fruit smoothies. Again. <laughs> this is going somewhere. You go back you know, to the fruit smoothies. You're supposed to listen to the podcast before, so you know. You know, we did discuss this. There was somebody else who was in the show. We yeah. said, "Did you listen to the podcast?" He said, "No." And you said, "We should make it a prerequisite. It's got to be a prerequisite. They come on the show. They got to listen to the show." It's hard so, enough coming out here and doing it. Coming <laughs> out here, and then we're like, putting you out. <laughs> and then you're going to make me also listen to one. <laughs> it's a good point. It's just got a point. point. We're not gonna, true. Well, hopefully true. afterwards yeah. you will yeah. listen to this, and my our views will go up from three today to four. To or four, like maybe, that. Yeah, maybe like, like four, four and yeah. a half. Yeah, I think your wife's a fan. She is yeah. a fan. By is the way, she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she. She. So she's listened to it. No, she's a fan of me. Oh, oh I don't know sure. what you're talking yeah. about. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she hates this. <laughs> this is no good. Did you yeah. your first date with your current wife? Did you shave your eyebrow for that one? No, but you know it was a blind date. <laughs> Now it's a blind marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, into, it was it, it was a foreshadowing of I things I was kind to of come. worried you were going to have some issues about this site issue, but the, the, yeah. everything is... But it seems like, yeah. Or, or or he's just being a really good sport about it, and he's yeah. going to leave and be like, those... No, I, I, it's, yeah. a, it's a total... Like, people say to me, well, what what do you like to be called? Crocker, Crocker yeah, or, yeah. Or, but, but should I refer to you as that you have a blindness? Um, What's the politically correct word for? Yeah, and I don't know. Not I don't know. In fact, 100%. when I'm at Vision Forward, I'm like, I hope I don't insult you by saying <laughs> <laughs> that you really move around great with that cane. And yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a little disappointed. I, we should have gone along the vein of making fun of you earlier on, but you know, just, so just put in the how, how yeah. many fingers away holding yeah, up. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> How, how, politi- how politically incorrect was it for me to hold up my fingers like that? Just at, I really should have gave you the finger. That would have yeah, been right. The that would have been it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If for victory. If I if I like punch at your face, you know, are you going to see it come? Like if I, you know, like no, you can't punch you, me in the face. No, <laughs> like, I live in fear of being punched like, in the like face. If, like if I play a game with my kids, I put a blindfold on. I make sure they can't see right by by going to smack them in the face. I don't actually do it, but you know, and if they jerk back, well, you can see through well, the what blindfold. What kind of game right? are you playing so, with your children that you're putting blindfolds? <laughs> they on love it. it. They love it. Yeah, smack them in the face once God, in a while. It's a good been time. The yeah. darkest conversation I've ever had. <laughs> All right. You didn't like my Timothy McVeigh joke. He's not liking your joke where you're yeah, doing child abuse. You gotta lighten up for yeah, crying out loud. So I blindfold my children and slap them in the face. Well, let's talk about they love it. What are you talking about? They love it. <laughs> let's talk more about shaving genitals. Yeah. Maybe that's where you yeah. <laughs> don't go back there. We gotta shave we gotta cut that out again. We gotta shave that out. So anyway, <laughs> let's uh All right. now I'm gonna explain this to Crocker again. <laughs> okay. What we've done sometimes is to wrap up the show, we've got theme music that ends the show, and we yeah. kind of fade it in. Jim fades it in. Uh-huh. And so to give Jim a cue as to when to do that, we count down from three, two, one, and then he puts in the music. So we all count down. Here we go. It's just three three numbers. Here we go. And three, three two, two, one. Music. There's the music. Well, wow, Crocker, that is high tech. Yeah, it's yeah. Crocker, this has been a great interview. Yep. The second half, first half, you're a little, little dark, a little dark. A yeah, little dark. sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we should have. I should have thought of something funny. Yeah. So the story is funny. It's a yeah, movie. but the second half we picked up, and this is the podcast where we've got to cut out the most for I inappropriate so. behavior, inappropriate talking. But it was fun. It's it, been a good time. It doesn't. I mean, you're not. You, you can. 
swear and stuff, can't you? And generally, no. Generally, don't. Yeah. We try and keep it PG. Yeah. Yeah, mainly because we know people, we've got families, and we don't want to hear them. F*** them. That's what I always say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, anyway. On that note. Anyway, well. <laughs> thanks again, Carter. Appreciate yeah. it. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we talk about soft targets and the war on terror. Point you know, I, I like spicy food, but I went to a, um, a Thai restaurant here recently, and I'm not sure what the spice is, but it was it was menacing. It was it was it was hot. It menacing. Was menacing. I, I was menaced by the spice. I was I was terrorized by the spice. Wow. I, I'm not sure what this is, but I think it's the ISIS of spices, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I'm whatever afraid of the spice. Sure. Yeah. I think if I back down, then they win, whoever they are, with this <laughs> with the spice. spice. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.